I think that tuning into how you know you want to feel in your life is a really important tool to continue on because there are plenty of days for myself over the years and currently like probably even today where, you know, I get stuck in my head and I get afraid and I start comparing myself to other people and feeling like I'm not good enough. And every single time I can just bring it back to myself and contain my own energy in my own sphere, if that makes any weird sense. And like, remember why I love to create and that that is the energy, like it just makes me feel great. You know, when I'm working on a new pattern or I'm like really feeling it when I'm painting, it's like, that's the best feeling in the world. And so that's like, if you just follow that feeling, then that's really all you have to do. Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. Hello, you lovely windowsill chats listener. I am so glad that you're here today with me hanging out in my windowsill. I have the true pleasure of talking to a dear friend of mine today, Jessica Swift. Jessica is somebody that I've been wanting to talk to for a really long time. I'm not sure why it's taken this long, but you know, every week is a treat and this one is no different. And I'm just really glad to have been able to sit down and see where Jessica is right now in her life, in her creative journey, twists and turns for sure. A little bit about Jess. She is an artist, a fabric and surface pattern designer, and a wonderful mother of two creative, beautiful kiddos in Portland, Oregon. Jessica creates colorful, uplifting artwork that inspires others to live colorful, unique, and hope-filled lives. She creates and manufactures her own products in her studio and also licenses her artwork to others for branded products such as fabric, stationery, puzzles, books, and she's got more up her sleeve for sure. There's more things happening as we speak. Her online classes include a really great pattern design course, um, a course on color, as well as intuitive art making. I dug into Jessica's website and borrowed a couple of, of the things she says about her process and what she's doing. So in Jessica's words, I make things because when I do, I feel more hopeful, happy, and alive. Simple as that. 
Art that speaks to your heart is not frivolous. It's vital. Sometimes we all need a hand. I know I do. A reminder that we're not alone in this big, crazy world. When you start to see that we've all got some version of messy truth alive and kicking in our own lives, you start to realize you're not actually alone. In fact, other people get what you're going through. Making art and sharing my own real and imperfect life reminds me that life is hard for everyone and we're all in this together. It comforts me to know my work might make you feel a little more connected too. Everything I make is meant to help you trust your inner voice, follow your heart, feel a little bit brighter and a little bit less alone and get through your day and keep going. Every day is an opportunity to dig deep, get real and create something meaningful. Sure, it's possible to find beauty in everything, but let's be real. Sometimes life is no picnic and there are times when it can be super hard to find the silver linings. Believe me, I know. But when you give yourself permission to be who you are and for things to be how they are, magical things happen. You belong here exactly as you are. We all do. So that just gives you a window into the big, generous heart that is Jessica Swift. So I will delay no longer. Here's Jess. Oh, I'm so glad you're here today, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you. I am very glad to be here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why it took me so long. But I just feel like, um, you know, you're one of those people that I've got, if I had a nickel for all the conversations I had with you in my head. Yeah, right. You know, know, I don't know all the, everything just happens exactly when it's supposed to. Right. So like, who knows me there's, we haven't even had this conversation yet. So maybe there's a reason we're having this conversation today that we just don't know. Well, there always is. Right. (laughs) I think, I think the cool thing about putting something out into the ether is that you're not sure when people listen to it or what they take from it. And I do usually get pretty positive feedback, kind of unexpected, like, wow, so-and-so said something and it really struck me in this way. So that's why we're doing it. That's why we're doing it. So you, you have your fingers. I'm y'all can't see this, but Jessica's sitting in a light filled studio with just her art all over the walls and kind of (laughs) leaning against the wall behind her and tins filled with great things and bags overflowing with pieces of fabric. And the cool thing about like behind me, I have great art, but none of it's mine. And behind (laughs) Jessica, she has great art and all of it's hers. I love that. (laughs) So, you know, how did you become skilled in or attracted to and passionate about all the different things you're doing? I mean, that's oh a very gosh. general question, but like, yeah. how'd, you, how'd you get there? What? Well, what? I mean, that's like a really easy question to answer and also really hard, right? Because it's yeah. just like, this is always how I've been. <laughs> like, since well, I that's little. Um, I mean, I remember like one of my favorite things to do as a kid was um, I had just like piles and piles of Crayola markers. And there were all these different sets when I was a childhood, they had like the jungle colors and they were like all these cool markers that I don't think they exist today. Um, And I just would spend hours like combining colors Uh. and like decorating things with different colors and figuring out new ways that I could use colors together that I hadn't thought of yet. So like I've been doing what I do since I was like, they're some of my earliest memories. Oh, I love that um, so much. I love it when yeah. people follow through with that, when it, when it really does show up so colorful. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know that it was even like, like a conscious thing that I was doing. Cause you know, I, like I always made stuff growing up and I've always loved color and I've always been a creative person, but I also like, I grew up, um, 
playing the piano and I taught myself how to play the guitar in high school and I started writing songs. And like, so that was a really important creative outlet for me too, like even more important than visual art for a time. Mm, mm. Um, and I thought that that was going to be the direction that I went until all of a sudden I kind of veered this way and have sort of ended up here. Like there have been times where I didn't really make any art, even though like I went to college and I got a degree in painting, but after I graduated, I barely made any art like at all. I was playing music. And so it's just kind of been, um, I mean, like you said, just kind of following, following what feels right without really knowing um, where it's going (laughs) for better or for worse. (laughs) Um, And it's led me to this studio currently, and I have no idea where it will lead me going forward, but yeah. I mean, I think, I feel like you're one of those people that really you're, you're intuitive. You listen to, well, and you're, and I know because I know you that you have intuitive people in your life and you, you do pay attention to those things. I feel like, and and mm-hmm. I feel like you're one of those people that's really good at saying right now I need to do this. Now I'm going to try this. I'm putting that away. Um, mm-hmm. And that's worked for you to, to really follow your gut and honor what the time is telling you it needs. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, yes, on the one hand, I do feel like I am able to do that. On And on the other hand, I, I often fight with myself while I'm doing that. <laughs> so it's like, you know, cause I like everybody, I've got all these old, like deep ingrained yeah. beliefs and patterns. And, you know, like for me, it's like one of my old, old beliefs is if I stop working or like, if I let my guard down, the world's going to fall apart. Like everything's going to be, everything's going to fall apart. The rug is going to be pulled out from under me and like everything will not be okay. Yeah. And that's never been the case. Like everything has always worked out in one way or another. Um, So it's like, while I'm noticing what needs to happen, like, Oh, I need to take a break. Oh, I'm feeling really depleted. Mm like that intuitive part of me knows that in this other part of me, the fear mind of part of me is like, nope, can't do that. So it's like, I've got this internal yeah. um, battle happening a lot of the time. That yin and yang sitting on your shoulder saying, oh, yeah, just yeah. look over here. Yeah. And I think I'm learning to listen to the intuitive side more and just kind of ignore the fear part more now mm-hmm. as I get older. And I don't know if it's just because like, now I'm really tired, <laughs> just like <laughs> given where I am in my life, two little kids. And I just don't like have the energy to push the way that I did for a long time. Um, yeah. Well, but know. you say, you say that, but then you, you've had the ultimate rug pulled out from under you. I mean, yeah. you, you've got to give yourself a, a heck of a lot of credit because Ryan, your husband died very unexpectedly and very suddenly so dealing with, oh my gosh, just, just all, all the things that were so suddenly like, what do I do? What do I do with one kid and another on the way? What do I do with this art business? What do I do with this new studio? What do I do with my life? You know, I, I feel like you have for what many of us sounds like the ultimate hurdle. There you are in your colorful, colorful studio managing, not that many years later to have said, well, okay. I'm going to do these things and it's, I'm going to just put one foot in front of the other and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, this might sound really kind of weird. Um, but I remember like I, a lot of that, that morning, um, that first morning when Ryan died and my world turned upside down is like very fuzzy. 
in my mind at this point. Um, but I do have a few things that really stand out um, for me. And the first one is sitting on the sidewalk outside my house while my kiddo was sleeping and my neighbors were around me. And I just remember, you know, sitting there sobbing, saying, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do now? And then my next very clear memory is I was scooping cat food to feed my cats. And I remember like nobody was around. It was just me in the kitchen. And I heard this voice that was like my voice, but not my voice. It was like, Mm -hmm. it came from somewhere that I, I don't really know how to describe it. Um, and what it said, this was probably like an hour after Mm. I had just, you know, that this had all began. (laughs) Um, it said, uh, you're going to be okay. Mm. This will not stop you. This will not break you. This will not end you. Mm. I I remember standing up and just being like, okay. And it just like it, I just knew that that was true in that moment. Like I just, it was comforting and it was, it was just true. And so I've thought about that like countless times since then when I've, you know, wondered like, how am I going to do this? Um, There's just this part of me that's like, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, Cause it's not saying here's how. Right. The voice is reminding you that you can and yeah. you will. Yeah. And it was really unexpected. It's not like I was trying to sure. hear Give anything. It just sort talk. of like happened. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, okay. Um, and that's kind of really when, um, like, I didn't really know it at the time, but that has influenced how I've made art mm. um, ever since that morning. Um, how do you mean? Well, like a lot of what I have created in the past, you know, almost four years now, um, is very intuition based. Like I've done several, several projects, um, where I've been, you know, intentionally and actively like trying to heal and to get to know myself better and to understand what's going on inside of me. So I did a couple of hundred day Mm -hmm. projects that were just for me. Um, like the first one was called 100 messages to myself where I would sit down and I would tune in and like, and get a message from myself or my higher self or whatever you want to call it, um, every day or nearly every day. Um, that was something that I needed to hear for that day. And then I would make an illustration or something around that message every day. And it was really powerful. And I'm writing a book about that now. Like I'm writing a book based on that idea. I made a Skillshare class a few years ago and like, it's just, it's been, um, just like a really useful practice, um, that's influenced like everything that I make now. I love that. I, I think, um, I know you were doing that for you, but I would imagine inadvertently, but for so many of the rest of us, those words that you would come up with every day were words that resonated with everyone. Yeah. Well, cause I think like, we're all going through, like, we're all doing life, right. We're all right. going through our own, whatever we happen to be going through. Like, um, yep. we're all just trying to deal and do the yeah. best that we can. Um, yeah. So like a lot of the things that would come to me. Yeah. We're just kind of like universal, universally helpful, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And you ended up 
also, you know, you were doing it to get yourself to create. However, there was a body of work, you know, with a, with a current, you know, a thread, a theme, which was so, it's so beautiful. Oh my, yeah. you know, I've, I've gone back to that body of work of yours, your hundred things so many times in my mind when I'm thinking about, you know, I have had some opportunities to, you know, consult with people or they'll say, do you know anybody that, you know, I'm like, Jessica has these already perfectly <laughs> saleable <done>. things, Yeah, <laughs> you know, but in, and I've certainly that's not why you did those, but I love that you took the time to say, okay, I'm going to sit down here with something in my hand and a piece of paper or whatever it was in front of you. And make something and that yeah I mean I think it that actually so that idea kind of emerged you know through this experience but the um the like making of art just for myself emerged actually a few years before that and obviously that's not like a new or novel thing to do people make personal work all the time but um when my first kid was um, just a few months old, I, and, you know, I was a new mom, like, you know what that feels like. It's all consuming. Um, I remember, yeah, I remember realizing like, oh my gosh, if I want to keep this up, like if I want to, if I don't want to completely lose myself in this, I'm really going to have to make it a point to keep making art because it would be really easy to just not do that. And I feel like I would really, um, I don't think that I would feel very good if I just let this go for right that's, now. So I, I'm so glad you brought that up. I think that's such a relatable thing to so many, like, I mean, certainly tragedy being a mom with like, you get so lost. Which Maybe is like even, a tragedy in its own right. Like, oh my God, what have I done? Exactly. Well, it's when we get, our, we lose ourselves a little bit. Yeah. And, and what if creativity is one of those things that we're made of or helps us have a good day or, you know, smile or whatever it is. How do you have more of it? How do you keep just plant? It's like, there's so many things, right? Exercise. There's another one. You know, mm-hmm. how do you, you're like, oh, I don't have time. What are the things that fall away? It's usually the things that. The things that really fill you up. Yes. The things that really <laughs> fill you that? up. I don't know. It's not right. No, it's not. But yeah, I mean, I realized that early on, thank goodness I realized it. And I actually did something about it. And that's when I started painting animals every day, mm-hmm. um, which turned into, you know, like my most favorite precious project, my Oracle card decks that I've yes. ever made still to this day which like that just was not even on my radar as something that I would do. It was really just me trying to tune into myself and stay connected for Mm -hmm. myself. And then a lot of other things have come out of that. So that's what I try to remember um, when I'm tuning in is like this, I can't focus on this being anything other than for my own self. And if it ends up benefiting other people in some way, then that's awesome. But that's not like the primary I feel like you've always been really good at that. Like at at just like, no, I love to create art. And so I'm going to, I was just reminded, and I hadn't thought about this for a while. Um, You had an accountability partner that you called out and you made a film about it. And it was the most gorgeous thing. I don't, I lost track of how many times I watched that because it was so beautiful. (laughs) But that was early on too. Like 
you, I remember talking to you and you, you and Carrie had, had decided to do this thing where I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, to keep yourself honest to yourselves. Mm-hmm. So what was it like to even think about like you, it, that seems to be a current, a, a reoccurring theme for you. Like, mm-hmm. no, I have to do this. How am I going to do it? Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't really know how to answer that question. Cause I think I've just kind of always been that way too. Like if you asked my mom, she would probably tell you, she'd be like, oh yeah, she's like the most relentless person that I've ever met. Like she just <laughs> will not stop. Um, which now I have a child like that, which is a mm. funny little twist of fate. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think like for better or for worse, I've just kind of always done things my own way and have like, when I want to do something, I just figure out a way to do it. Um, and I don't really know why it's not, it, I guess it's just like what fills me up. Yeah. Um, so it's listening to that yeah, and and knowing you need it for your own health and, and it's your business and you, you've chosen to make it your business. And the, so by doing so you have to keep on it and you like doing it. So that's a, it's a, you're gifting yourself that at the same time. Yeah. And I mean, like, I also, I mean, at this point, I don't even know what else I would do. Like I'm not qualified to do anything else (laughs) besides what I am doing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've just sort of like followed like the next thing, the thing that feels right, like the next right thing. Um, as I've gone along and it's just kind of created this meandering, path. Well, and the other cool thing too, is, is the fact that now you've touched on a cu- couple things. You did the animal project for yourself and it turned into to the, or your Oracle cards, which are just one of the most gorgeous thing and timely timeless. I was going to say timely and timeless. Yeah. Um, and the, the, you know, hundred days of thoughts and what was coming to you and that's gorgeous. And the rainbows, which, which came to be after Ryan's death. And now those are coming full circle and turning into a really colorful, gorgeous book and more cards. And your subject matter is something that everybody can relate to, I think, or can find joy in, I think as well. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess so. Um, and yeah, like with the rainbows, for example, it irks me a little bit because rainbows are very trendy now. And I feel like I was painting rainbows before it was, you were, um, I'm not following the trend. I was just doing what felt right to me, but it is convenient. You know, it's like rainbows are everywhere right now. So it is uh, hopefully going to work out in my favor when this, um, book comes out next spring that, you know, people are used to seeing rainbows. So maybe they'll want but the, the cool thing about your rainbows is it's not, they, I go back to what you were talking about, about those Crayola, Crayola markers and what colors mm-hmm. go next to what colors. I mean, it's, they are beautiful arches and arcs of color is, yeah. is, and they are in a rainbow shape, but they just, each one feels like, and as you've done, it's just like, this one's for this and this one's mm-hmm. for that. And yeah, I mean, they're wonky and they're imperfect and they're unique little individual weird rainbows. (laughs) (laughs) They're great. And I think putting that book out into the world must feel kind of full circle for you. Yeah. I'm super excited about this book. Um, cause I feel like, you know, the meaning, the meaning of rainbows for me has kind of evolved and morphed over time. Um, you know, they started out originally as 
a way to kind of like, I don't want to say honor Ryan because that's not quite right. Um, but his mom and I um, had a few like very strange serendipitous exchanges that had to do with rainbows. Mm -hmm. um, and so it just kind of became this symbol that sort of, it just kind of symbolized everything that we were going through. Yeah. And then I had this idea that I wanted to paint 40 rainbows. So Ryan died when he was 40 and I decided to paint 40 rainbows and I was going to give them, or I did give them to yeah. family and close friends um, at his memorial. And that was, it just made me feel good to be doing something for the people who were there for me, like the people who yeah. cared about me, cared about Ryan, like, I, you know, it just, it was a very personal thing to do. But while I was painting those, they, the meaning behind them kind of shifted away from like being about Ryan and more about, they were more about myself and all the gratitude that I was feeling. And I was under starting to understand that I could feel like really different emotions at the same time, which I had never, I never knew that was possible. Like I was learning about what was going on inside of me while I was painting these rainbows. Mm -hmm. And then I was sharing, you know, photos on the internet of what I was up to on Instagram. And um, people started saying, well, I want a rainbow. Like I would buy a rainbow. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Um, and so then I decided to paint a hundred more. And I was mm -hmm. like, that's insane. Like, that's a lot of rainbows. Uh, I have some other things going on. Like, can I really do that? <laughs> and then for some reason, I was like, I wonder when 100 days is, ah. like, since the day that Ryan died. Let me just count that out on the calendar. And it ended up that 100 days was exactly Thanksgiving <sighs> Day, which was Ryan's favorite holiday. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so then I was like, well, now I have to. And so yeah. I had, I made the rainbows. I had the sale. They all sold out in like three hours or something on Thanksgiving day. Uh -huh. And it just was like this. I just felt so grateful for, I mean, I was just, I mean, you remember you sat yeah. on, you know, in my living room with all of the people and yeah. like, I was just drenched in support. Like it was just, it was overwhelming the outflow from my immediate world, from my friends, my family, from people I didn't even know, my online community. Like it was just, it was overwhelming in like the most beautiful mm. way. So that's kind of what the rainbows were about. Yeah. And now they've morphed into being about like healing. And so, yeah, this book to get back to it is, um, it's just kind of like a culmination of all of it. Um, and I hope that it will help uh, people who are, you know, also going through something difficult to hold on to a bit of hope that everything will actually be okay. I love that, Jess. You know, it just feels, it feels really appropriate because it's not, it's a, a rainbow is a colorful thing. When you see a rainbow, you say, look, it's a rainbow. You know, when you see an actual rainbow outside and, and everybody comes running to the window or you lean yeah. over to that side of the car or whatever it it's is. And magical thing. And I just feel like being able to be happening to live near you at that time and just being aware of it all from kind of the very beginning, there's something about your energy. You open space for people to support you and you're very real and your art is very honest. And I just feel like sometimes, you know, when we talk on the phone, I'll say to Jessica, how are you doing? And 
and you <laughs> like, answer <man>. honestly. <laughs> and I love that because you're like, well, okay. You know, and it, and it just, you know, there's all those, it's, that's just a few syllables, but it feels so honest to me. And I love that. And I just feel like the art you put out into the world is maybe that's why people, why it appeals to people, or it just makes so much sense. Like when you were doing your hundred days and it was different sayings every day, I would literally be like, what is it today? I can't wait to see because <laughs> be like, yeah, I was, that's saying, I was like, what's going to happen today? <laughs> oh my gosh. And I remember when I got to work, after that, that was so amazing and perfect that a hundred days was Thanksgiving and they did sell out really quickly. And I forgot to be there on time. And my friend Patty at work did get, she's like, I got a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was wild. I remember, yeah, they sold, they were sold out like before lunchtime. And I was like, this is perfectly, crazy. perfectly meant to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It definitely did feel that way. But, you know, I want to bring it back to as well, like those of you listening you know, I'm, you might be wondering like, well, how does this, how does this apply to me? Am I a person that inspires other people or what's my art like? And I love that you're, you're self-taught really. I mean, you self-taught, but totally inspired all the way along in your life. So how would you suggest to people who are navigating their passion and want to like, how do you do that where you're like, I'm just going to keep going. I know part of it's just your makeup and how you're built, but like, uh, what's the advice on, on finding your way? Oh my gosh. I mean, I think that tuning into how, you know, you want to feel yeah. in your life is a really important tool to continue on because there are plenty of days for myself over the years and currently like probably even today where, you know, I get stuck in my head and I get afraid and I start comparing myself to other people and feeling like I'm not good enough. And if I like every single time I can just bring it back to myself and contain my own energy in my own sphere, if that makes any weird sense. No, it does. And like, remember why I love to create and that that is the energy, like it just makes me feel great. You know, when I'm working on a new pattern or I'm like really feeling it when I'm painting, it's like, that's the best feeling in the world. And so that's like, if you just follow that feeling, then that's really all you have to do. It's like getting stuck in the how is going to mess things up every single time. It does for me anyway. It's like, I don't know. And maybe that's terrible advice because I've, I've never been like great about strategizing how to move myself forward necessarily. Like following my intuition has been my strategy, I guess. But honestly, I think it's the best advice. It might be different. It might look different for how people get there, but if you can get out of your own own way enough to say, how does this feel? Yes. You know, somebody might need to make a list about it, or somebody might need to pick up a brush and do it, or somebody might need to dance into it or, or take a long walk and think about it or try something new. But I feel like that is the, at the core of it all. If you can listen to what feels right and do it and do some more of it and do some more of it, there's going to be a way, then it could be that question. You could answer that question. Like, Mm -hmm. how do I turn this into a business? What, you know, then those, there are, of course, things not all about just going and sitting in your studio and, oh, isn't today beautiful? I'm just going to paint and it's all going to be beautiful. No, (laughs) it's not about that. You, because you, if it's a business and all that, but, but if, if at the core of it, you're, you love it, then yeah, find find that thing. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this? Like, if, if you don't love it, then 
Like, isn't, isn't that the most important <laughs> piece? Is like really actually enjoying it? But also I was just thinking as you were, as you were talking that um, another good piece of advice is to not expect that it's going to be linear at all. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, this in my experience anyway, and you know, and from what I can gather from artist friends and creative friends is that you just kind of have to like follow the breadcrumbs a lot of the time and like do the next right thing and reach out to the next right person and like just do not expect that it will be linear or easy, you know, like because it's not easy, it's fun and it's right. rewarding, but it's not easy necessarily or uh, or simple. Just like I'm thinking back, do, do you? I mean, you know, you know everybody, so you know um, Andy J pizza. Andy I, you know, pizza. not as well as I'd like to, but I certainly know of Andy J pizza. Yeah. yeah. Well, he also has a podcast. Um, and mm. I listen to it from time to time. And Good I one. think back often, um, to this episode where he talked about art Island and how things are just like, you never really know what to expect when you're living on art Island. <laughs> I love that. And so like when things kind of go sideways, you can just like kind of make light of it and be like, well, that's what happens on art Island. Like, let's keep going. So I think that's just a really good attitude to have is just like, well, what did I expect? Like, of course, you know, this is like, there's no path to follow here. So I just have to keep going and make such, that's such good advice. And I'm so glad you reminded me of that because I haven't thought about that for a long time. (laughs) And I actually do live on an island. You do live on art island. I do do live on art island. (laughs) And the really interesting thing about physically living on an island that I hadn't really thought about until you said that is you can't just run to Target. You can't just you can you have to plan in the Mm -hmm. ferry ride. So when you when you if you think about it what your what your kind of process is art island you know, it's not just a, a sidestep to the right and get it done. You have to figure out. And that's the, that's the beauty of it, you know? And yeah. I, you know, I keep remembering, um, I'm thinking a lot about, as we talk about a listener we have, um, whose name is Nicole. And she was, she mentioned how, um, for her, it was harder for her. And some of you might be similar to, to find support for her creativity you, you grew up with that. You grew up with support. Some people have a harder time finding support. So where do you, so you want to do this thing, but people are looking at you cross-eyed, like, why are you putting those crayons together? Why are you even picking up those crayons? You know? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, so I love that there's a place to listen or groups to belong to, or, or challenges to do online where you find your people that you can be on that Island with. Yeah. Say I'm having a crazy day. Can you look at this? does this make any sense? Yeah. Please encourage me, whatever that is. And I, and I hope, and I just appreciated her saying that to me. Cause I, sometimes it's, you forget that like I had parents that encourage that, but not everybody does, or they want you to be a lawyer, not an artist or whatever it right. is. And, and so I, I just wanted to put that little reminder out there that, um, if this all sounds like that's great, but it can't be me. Well, just, you know, go follow Jessica on Instagram, (laughs) you know, like increase your, your, the people that you're interacting with, even if you're not saying it out loud, you know, like, yes, there's more people who are doing what you want to do. 
Well, and also like this, this has been like a revelation for me in the last year or so that I, I don't think that I have ever, what am I trying to say here? I, in the last year have started valuing my own self and like my feelings and my wants and my desires and just the way that I am at equally to the way that I value other people. Mm, that's huge. Or like my own opinions or my own, my just me as a person. So like yeah. when you were just talking about how, you know, some people don't grow up with the support and their parents want them to be a lawyer or a doctor or whatever. And those opinions and those beliefs carry a lot of weight, right? Because it's your parents or it's, you, you know, important people, professors right. or whatever. But like, what do you want? You know, like I've thought about that so much for myself recently mm. like well how do I feel how do I feel about this like and I had a I remember having a conversation with my therapist where I was um talk we you know as we as you do with a therapist talking about like childhood stuff yeah and I was often told as a kid that I was too sensitive mm. and you know to this or to that so I've like carried that with me and at one point she stopped me and she said well are you too sensitive for yourself mm. and I was like no, I actually really like the way that I am. I like, I like that part of myself. And she was like, okay, so there you go. Uh, Not too sensitive. And I was like, uh, oh, all that matters is what I think because uh, I'm the only one living my life. So like, I was just about to say something really inappropriate because I am like getting all fired up now. (laughs) You can. I was going to say, well, I don't want to say the actual word because I feel like it's, I don't know. You can. I was going to say like, (laughs) F your parents, like who cares what they think. And like, I don't really mean that because of course, like, you know, your parents, some people's parents, many people's parents are very important and their opinions do carry a lot of weight and could be considered and are valuable. But like, what do you want? Yeah. If you want to be an artist, like go be an artist. Right. Right. This At some point, if, if what you've, if what you're sitting in isn't serving you, you have to, you have to move that, those thoughts aside. I, and remember Jessica talking to her therapist and her therapist saying, <laughs> are you too sensitive for yourself? Like ask yourself that, are you too creative for yourself? Are you too, you know what? No, you're, you're probably, and maybe, maybe you haven't paid attention to it or maybe you haven't let yourself, but you know how you feel. We all know. Right, like, do I want to be a lawyer? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was easy. All right. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's like maybe going to be an easy path from like being exactly. in law school to like deciding to be an artist. Like, you know, there are a lot of things that need to happen. Right. But, but the answer's in there. Yeah. It's like, if you just listen and then do what you know is right for you. Yes. Then yeah. things are, I mean, that is kind of simple. It's not does, easy, well, but simple. N- not easy, but simple. And when you can admit to your, for me, I thinking back to one particular gigantic life decision that I made at one point. And I remember talking to, <laughs> not going to go into details, but talking to <laughs> later, later, but talking to a friend about it. And, uh, <laughs> and he was like, what? So I, I just, I knew like my heart knew one thing and my head 
was refusing to listen yes. to my heart. Like I, they were literally having their own conversation. That's like, a terrible place to be. It's like so painful. I have yes. been there myself. Yeah. Yes. And it's hard. It's really it's, hard. It's hard. And so sometimes like we were just saying, it's not a quick process, but if you can start to let your head and your heart talk to each other, then the doors start to open or little signs or, or you, or you have a little bit of, of, uh, the ability to, to like write something down and, and read it every day and be like, that is going to motivate me to do that thing. Yeah. Your steps, the light is, you know, the door is closer to go through. Yeah. And as you practice that, like the more you do it and the like little baby steps that you take, the stronger that muscle is going to be like, that's what I'm learning anyway, is that now when I get some intuitive hit about something and I hear it and I feel it, it's like the amount of time between like me hearing it and me actually listening and doing something about it is decreasing. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Um, it is yeah. it's a muscle. It's a muscle. It and is. It's like, yeah. Cause now I know it's like once I, once I take the action, like in the direction that my intuition is telling me to go, like, it feels like a relief. Yeah. And so yeah. now it's like, I've had that experience enough times that I'm like, okay, this is really going to suck. And like, I don't want to do this thing, but I have to, and I'm going to feel better after. Right. And it's true every single time. I love that. And we do know. And I think, I mean, we've said intuition many times already here, but I think that's a, that's a muscle too. Cause so yeah. it that's, that's intuition and acting on it is when all the right things are talking to each other. So it, yes. it's honing in on that. And I, I'm completely fascinated by in the intuitive person mm-hmm. and intuition. And I wish, I mean, we all have intuition, but yeah, we aren't all intuitive. Right. <laughs> <If that makes laughs> yeah, it totally does. So, you know, grab what you can. And, uh, even if it's as simple as saying, do I want this or do I not, do I want, you know, green peppers ever again in my life Yeah, or, will, or not, you even know? if you think you should, like, that's another thing that I, that I often think about too, is like, whether you should or shouldn't do something is like really irrelevant, mm-hmm. um, as far as like your feelings about it go. Like I, I was just thinking back to like, I, I was feeling sad about something one day and I immediately started trying to talk myself out of feeling sad for all the reasons that I, you know, shouldn't feel sad or whatever. And then I remember stopping myself and being like, whether I should feel sad or shouldn't feel sad right now really doesn't matter because I do feel sad. There so maybe go. I could just deal with that mm-hmm. and then like acknowledge that. And I love that. And it, cause I was going to say, you know, it's not like, cause people might be saying, but I, but I have a house full of kids, so I can't be creative or I have it, but just, you know, what we've been talking about so far, your husband passed away unexpectedly. So, and you have, and you have kids and you have a business. So we all have those things, but if you just ask yourself right then at that moment, what's right, right now, yeah, the next day is going to come and the next day is going to come. So mm-hmm. if you can make decisions that align with how you're starting to feel, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You don't have to have it all figured out. And in fact, there's no way to have it all figured out. Like that's what gets me into trouble is like trying to kind of calculate in my head, like how things are going to go. Yeah. Tomorrow and the next day and next week. And then, you know, everything starts to feel overwhelming and yeah, you know, I'm like having a moment with my kids. That's really awful where they're screaming at each other and like 
Georgia just punched Cohen or something, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be happening tomorrow and next week. And like for the rest of my life. And it's like, it's just, I, yeah, that's a recipe for. But then you remember, you know, those neighbors that were sitting with you on the curb are the same neighbors and friends that'll be like, Hey, can, can we have Georgia over to play? You know, it's like, there's... It all works itself out. And like, yeah. you can't figure out how it's going to work itself out because there's no way to, there's no way to see it. You just have to, like you said, yeah, do the next right thing that's right in front of you right now and feel yeah. your way through it. And I do love, I'm going to circle back to your art practice because I feel like the things you have done and and this could be this could be true. Other people could find the same. The things that you've done to kind of get yourself through something are then there, they're they're created and they, and you can choose to do something with those or not, but, Mm -hmm. but there's some powerful things there. Like, I just Mm -hmm. love that you had a project of drawing the animals that turned in, into the, those gorgeous decks and the rainbows are turning into a book. Now it doesn't mean everything has to, but like, for instance, you've got, you've got many things that you've created, like fabric is a big part of what Mm -hmm. you do. Yeah. And I think you're really good at taking a seed of an idea and it works this way for this type of artwork. It work. You can use it Mm -hmm. for a pattern design. You, oh my gosh, Jessica was, you're the OG pattern online pattern, how to make a pattern teacher. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you are. I mean, when did you teach your, your pattern, how to, how to, what was it even called? How to make a pattern? Pattern camp. Pattern, pattern camp, camp. Of, duh, of course. Um, it was called that pattern was camp. 2014. 2014. And um, it was like, I had for a couple of years, people had been saying, you should make a class about how to make patterns. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not a teacher. Like, that seems scary. I'm not an expert. Like, I don't know how to teach people. And then finally, I was like, why not? Yeah, you you did the why not, which I love. And you figured it out and granted there was different ways to host classes in 2014. And I totally remember the morning at launch because it was so exciting to, to, to kind of watch from the sidelines. Oh my gosh, she's doing this thing. And I, I love the format of it too. Cause you, you know, you talked about it and people could sign up and it was live. Like you yeah. went to your computer, you, Jessica taught a lesson you did the, you're like, okay, you guys have, it was, yeah, you committed a weekend of time. It was kind of like you're on a retreat in your own house before we had to be right. And, um, but it meant meant that people all over could take this. It just, you just Mm -hmm. needed a computer and some time. And, and then you'd go do your, you'd go work on this thing and then come back and you'd talk about it together and you'd be like, I did it. I did it. And, uh, it was just, it was so fun it was so fun it was like so those fun. weekends lit me up like yeah I love I loved it people's loved careers it. changed from that class a hundred percent oh my gosh yes yes well I think it was just really empowering because like when you think about learning a new skill or like a new computer program like some people were starting from not even knowing like they had just downloaded the program and were like now what yeah And the fact that somebody could go from there to 
not only knowing, like figuring out how to use the program and also learning how to design a pattern in two days. Mm-hmm. I think it was just really empowering. Like, oh, well, if I can learn that that quickly, like what else? Well, what else I, can I do? I think the cool thing about you doing that when you did and how you did it too, was that there weren't very many other people teaching creative things. There wasn't Skillshare. There wasn't, you know, yeah, there- it's a total different scene now it's a very different scene but and it was very um it was an aha to me because you were also the first and first person that that I experienced kind of some people you had then um campfire Mm -hmm. yeah and 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 that was coming together of people on a zoom call or was it a zoom call even then um, Slack. It was not yes. Slack, but no, it, was, it was Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoom was, was brandy like new. Yeah. And and what I I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I have been on calls like this where I've been talked to, but though that was people coming together that had done the course who were talking together mm-hmm. and sharing things together out loud and you had this good way of saying, Hey, you know, somebody be real quiet down in the far left corner. What do you think, Diane? (laughs) You know, (laughs) sorry, your turn, but it, it create, I, it was an aha for me of just how I wanted to show up differently than just talking at someone, but like, Mm -hmm. what are, what are you going through? How is this helping you? What are you struggling with? And it, and you know, like, I'm still uh, friends with people that what I met through that. And so that again is, yes, things have changed and there's a lot more on online, but that doesn't mean if, if you have an idea, you shouldn't just try it because it's a good example of, of that, of doing that. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, technology changes all the time and, you know, we don't know what's coming down the road in another five years or whatever, like you know, there, that's just because things are more like, there are more people doing, um, like everything's just more saturated now. Right. And it's like, it's easier for people to offer creative things online than it ever has been. But yeah, that's not, that's not a reason. I mean, I I remember exhibiting at Surtex, maybe it was the first year when I met you, whenever that was a decade ago or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the boot year. Um, and this girl, this young student, there were like students from some high school or something wandering around the trade show. And somebody showed up in my booth and she just like already, you know, she was like 16 and she had such a negative attitude about oh. all of it. She walked in and she said, how are you doing this? Like, aren't you just so afraid of like, all this competition, like you have so much competition, like there's no way that anybody could ever be successful. And I was like, Oh, sister, like, (laughs) that's not going to work. Maybe you should be a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, no, I was like, no, I there's room for everybody. Like anybody who's doing something that lights them up, like there is a way for that person. 100%. And And I'm glad you said that. Yeah, that's kind of the because the, we all bring to it what our story is, right. you know, you, you bring to, none of us are come from the same place at all ever. Yeah. So the fact that we show up in the way we do is, is what people want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, and like, that's what, yeah, that's how you can, that's how you connect with people. I remember, um, 
in 2012 when I moved back up to Minnesota and I was in between jobs and I, for many, many points in my life, as you know, I've, I've toyed with being an, an agent and no, this is not an announcement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember calling Lilla then Lilla Rogers, who was, mm-hmm. a, was a remarkable agent. And at that time I said it was 2012. So there weren't a lot of really creative, uh, agents like that, but I said, Lilla, I didn't even know her very well. Um, I'm thinking about by being an agent and I think you're my only competition. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? She, <laughs> she was, she was, she gave me the best answer. She said, Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. You know what? It is a big pie out there and there's so many pieces to go around. There's plenty for everyone do yep. it. How can I support you? And she said, <laughs> which was fantastic advice. Just remember it, there is so much paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and we're done. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. I think I'll Goodbye. do this another way, but no, but we really That's went on funny. to have a very, very generous conversation and just getting the guts to call her and ask her that question. I don't know what, what, I mean, I really was thinking about it as again, as I had before, but, but I I think she, she knew me enough to say, consider all the asset, the aspects of it. Yeah. And, uh, I still think it would be, would be great fun, but I love being able to, to work with people in different ways, but yeah, it it is a big pie and there is is enough. Well, and the more opportunities that people create for themselves, like the more opportunities that opens up for other people too. Yes, exactly. It's like, how does the saying go? It's like rising tides raise all ships. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it's true. I mean, it's true. Just, just picture that. It, it really is that way. And I, that's one of the things I love about this industry the absolute most is creatives love helping each other. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a very generous place to be. I think that's what, that's the experience that I've had 100%. -hmm. I love that. That said, I feel like it's also important to say that if you're like trying to make your way in this also don't maybe rely only on like asking other people how they've done it or like make Google your very best (laughs) friend, like do everything that you can to figure things out on your own. Because then when you go to somebody that you admire to ask them a question and you can show that you you're like putting the time and the work in, then that's what makes people want to help you also. Oh my gosh. I repeat that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember that because I, God, I spent countless hours like looking up the names of art directors and like figuring it all out. And like how I taught myself how to make a pattern by like Googling it. It took me like a year. I figured it all out. And then, so every time I would ask somebody for help and I would say like, Oh, I've done this, this, and this, and this, and I'm just like really stumped. Can you help me? It was like, that's just, and it's the same for me. Like when people ask me for help about things and they're, you know, clearly they've been very proactive about, doing everything that they can. Cause they're like, they really just want it. Yeah. Like I want to help people. Yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole different, that's somebody that's motivated and yeah. trying, you know? Yeah. I, but I'm like that's, scrappy. <laughs> I think yeah, scrappy, scrappy is one of my favorite <laughs> traits for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the things I do want to touch on is, um, you have had back to the, the, the show of the boots at Surtex, you have 
figured out like, oh Hey, gosh. I want to get my yeah. work out into the world. I, mm-hmm. I, what about licensing? What about, and, and in what way it, should I just do fabric? Should I, what about giftware? What about teaching a class? Mm-hmm. Like, can you t- touch a little bit on the business side of your business? Yeah. I mean, again, it's just like part of, part of it has just been, um, like following what's kind of piquing my curiosity, um, you know, diet kind of getting my fingers into different, different things. Um, and some of the things I've, I've quickly realized, like I are not for me, like manufacturing the rain boots, for example, I was like, Oh, I really enjoyed the process of making these. And now I have to sell them and like deal with it. And I'm Mm -hmm. not loving that. So that's like important information. So it's been just a lot of like trying things out. Um, and I also remember realizing early on, and I don't know if it was like a piece of advice that I got from somebody, or if I just kind of like naturally kind of figured it out. Um, but that multiple income streams was going to be really important because like what I started noticing is that when one thing was up, another thing might be down a little bit, you know, like I might be getting bigger royalty checks from licensing deals and like selling less of my own stuff online, or, you know, maybe I launched this class and that like made a good chunk of money, but like everything else is kind of quiet. So it's just sort of naturally worked out that way. And it's kind of satisfied my, all my different curiosities. Cause like, I don't want to just do the same thing all the time. You know, like I've wanted, it's fun to try new things and to challenge myself. Um, and it feels good to figure something out, you know, like when I have, when I'm like, Oh, I'm going to make an e-course. Okay. How do I do that? And then seeing it like after months of work, like it's done and it's successful and people like it. It's like, it's such a good feeling. It's like, I kind of have just been like chasing that feeling, you know, and licensing. I remember the feeling of seeing a product with my artwork on it in a store for the first time. And I was like, definitely want to feel that again. Like this feels really good. Yeah. So it's, yeah, again, just like chasing what feels good or creating what feels good, I guess, maybe not chasing. Well, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, I think it is. And I, and I love that you you touched on multiple income streams because I, in this field of creativity, whatever, whatever your aspect of it might be, there are a lot of different ways of ways to do it. And, and I think most creatives are interested in more than just one thing anyway, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the way that we're made really. It is, but then it just gives you, it, it builds in insurance. And, Mm -hmm. and like you said, it enables you to try something you might be interested in too. Yeah. And also like, I, I, I have kind of given, I guess myself the freedom to try things that end up being something that I don't really like. And then just letting those things go too, which can feel scary at the time. But like, you know, for a while, many years ago, I did like a graphic design work. Like I was designing logos for people and stuff. Mm. And like, it was, I liked it and it was, it was fine, but it wasn't, I, I noticed that I I felt more called to make my own work rather than designing something to somebody else's specifications. Mm -hmm. And like, it was bringing in money. Like it was earning, I was earning an income from it, but I had to trust myself and let it go because I just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, And it was scary because I was like, I'm literally like letting go of, I'm saying no to money that's coming in. Right. Um, Right. But I just had to trust that like, 
this doesn't feel right anymore. So I have to let it go and just trust that something else is going to like flow into fill that space. Well, exactly. And I was, that's what I was going to say. It takes up space. It takes yeah. up time and space. So if that space is getting in the way of you growing some other aspect of, of something you're really working on moving forward with, then yeah, maybe, maybe it's time. I think there's a big piece of like running a creative business too. Um, that's just like, you really have to trust yourself. And I think that, I don't know, I guess I just have kind of grown up that way. Like I've had to take care of myself in a lot of different ways where I just know that I have my own back. Like I know Mm -hmm. that when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I can trust, I I can trust myself. So I think that's really helped me, um, navigate all of this too. Um, is just knowing like, okay, if this doesn't work out, like I will figure it out because I always figure it out. Yeah. Um, and and that's a good little tenacious kind of reminder for ourselves too. like, no, okay. I'm putting you up to this self Mm -hmm. and you know, there will be a reward and yeah, so so let's go, you know, roll your sleeves up. I did want to say, you know, back to the balance of things you have, and we did touch on it a bit, but it's easy for, for people to be like, oh my gosh, she manages all the things, but you have, you have a lot going on. You have licenses you're managing. You have projects due. You're a single mom with two young kids that are very active. How, how do you manage your, your day around those things and your, your kind of emotions to that? Oh gosh. Well, I'm way less productive and organized than I used to be. (laughs) And you can give yourself grace for that. I, some days more than others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, really my day is organized around where my kids are. Um, you know, like it's summer right now while we're recording this. So they're today, they're at camp this week, they're at camp. Um, you know, summer is a little bit of an all over the place situation. I'm, I'm navigating for the kind of the first time they're in different places. And every week is kind of different with babysitters and camps or being home or one of them is home. And, um, so I'm kind of just every day is, I never really know exactly what to expect. Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of like map out my week with like things that need to happen throughout the week. And I Mm -hmm. kind of like I have a spreadsheet that I use where I kind of put things in each mm-hmm. day yeah. Um, and things get moved around a lot, depending on, you know, how much sleep I may or may not have gotten and how I'm feeling and just kind of what's going on. So I have a general idea of what needs to happen, um, but not, I don't have like a hard and fast kind of set schedule for myself. Um, That's probably good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it just, it's, it works these days. Like I've tried to set more strict schedules for myself in the past and I just kind of, it just doesn't really work for me. So this kind of like loosey goosey, you know, this is kind of what needs to happen and generally when and where it needs to happen works. And I like for myself, like I was just saying about trusting myself, it's like, I know at this point that I always get everything done when or before I need it to be done. And Mm -hmm. I, in the past have done a lot of like worrying and fretting about how am I going to get everything done? And now it's like, I just know that everything will get done. So I don't need to 
put my energy into that kind of worry. There are plenty of other things to worry about. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if that answers your question at all, but. No, I think it does. I mean, uh, to me, so to, to kind of sum that up, you, you like to be organized, but you're flexible and because you have to be, and you have, you have some systems in place, which I think Mm -hmm. is great. And I, I, that is a good, because I feel like that's one of those aspects where we say, where we maybe don't give ourselves, cut ourselves enough slack for that. Yeah. And, and it's just nice to hear that it's okay. It's okay. You know, you don't, my, my dear mother, who I'm, I know is listening, she's really, <laughs> really good at thinking about all the details. And yeah. she really likes to know all the things that are happening beforehand. Cause that helps her organize it in her head. And I am sorry, mom, completely the opposite where she'll say, what time is Cooper's plane on Tuesday? And I'm like, well, ask me on Monday because that's when I'm going to start thinking about it. Cause that's when I have room to think about it in my head. I know See, it's Tuesday. Yeah. I love that you know that about yourself and you're just like, that's cool. This is what works for me. Cause I feel like that's how I operate also but I think that I operate differently. Right. So I've like got this weird. <laughs> well, but I've learned um, too to help her not be concerned. I can just, when I first find out what this is a, like, I'm going to pop right now a little note to say Cooper's plane leaves at 1155 on Tuesday. I'll let her know that I'm going to forget about it then. She'll know. And then it will know. And it works for her. But, you know, so find the thing that works for you really is, is the net net of that. Yeah. Find what works for you. Because if you're spending time worrying when you could spend, be spending time moving yourself forward or creating or reading something or yeah, learning something or playing with your kids, you know, yeah, it's, it's just how we all operate, but yeah. And yeah, I, I think just, yeah. Giving, giving yourself yeah, grace and figuring out what works for you. And yeah, putting little systems in place. Um, you know, like I put everything on my calendar because I know that uh, like, I'm not going to remember everything. You know, if I need to yeah. like email somebody back, I'm not going to remember that. So I like put, you know, an email yeah. reminder yeah. on my calendar. So it's like little things like that, that just help me stay organized. Cause then, a, you know, Sunday night or Monday morning or whatever, I can look at what's on, what's on my calendar for the week. Like, and then I'll plot, kind of plot it out. Like, oh, I you know, work around camps and dropping kids off and appointments or whatever, and then just kind of fill everything in. Yeah, absolutely. I, there was a time when I, I think, I don't know, maybe COVID or, or just living here on Vashon and having to figure out where a kiddo is going to be and all that, where, Mm -hmm. where I'd be like, Oh, I don't mean that I don't look at my calendar until the day before, but, but it, but thank goodness for a calendar, honestly, because Mm -hmm. I used to miss, like literally miss things like, and which is horrifying for me, horrifying, (laughs) absolutely horrifying. So, you know, I do have my own systems, but they might be just different than somebody else's system. So yeah, your systems don't have to look like anybody else's. And I feel like that's actually what gets me into trouble is when I think, oh, somebody else knows how to like manage all of this stuff of mine better than I do. Yeah. That's never true. That's such a pretty day timer. Maybe I'm supposed to use that. Mm. Maybe I'm supposed to use that. Like, nope, that's just going to be wasted money because I don't (laughs) use a day timer because I never have, like, it's not going to (laughs) work. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I've had to just really, well, I am still continuing to try to 
like stop comparing my current self to my past self too. It's like, I don't yeah. work full-time currently. They're right. like, I just can't, That's I don't important. have the energy. I don't have the time. Like my life just isn't set up that way right now. So like in some ways I'm, you know, I'm holding, I don't know, maybe I'm holding myself back or I'm like not accomplishing as much as I could. I don't know. It's, um, so I'm, if I'm I were your therapist, really, I might say, are you accomplishing what you want to be accomplishing? I mean, and my answer would be maybe yes and no. Yeah. That <laughs> so, would be what I would guess because, yeah. because we have dreams and we have things that make us only able to, you know, you have to pick up the kids from camp. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think there's time, you know, to know that that's where you need to be right now, that, that you can, that conversation you can have with yourself. It's like, well, this is, this is what I need to be doing right now. Yeah. I keep coming back to the words radical acceptance recently, Mm. because there are so many times where I'm like fighting against what's real, right? Like I don't want my life to be the way that it is sometimes, but like, okay, it is the way that it is. So (laughs) good one. Here we are. That's not gonna really do anything. Right. Um, so yeah, it's like, how do I, how do I accept this? Like, how do I just really like find a way to be okay with the way that things are? And sometimes I can find that way. And other times I can't, and I make myself miserable and assuming that's just like a human thing that we do. I really appreciate you saying that. That is, it is very human. And I, now I'm like, oh, could you do a hundred days on radical acceptance, please? Because I think that needs to be a book. (laughs) No, I think all it could be is like, what's the, what does that look like today? You know, what's the word? What's the, what's the quote? What's the image? What's that? That just made me goosebumps. Cause it, Oh, good. Cause it's, and then it's, it, 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 it just encapsulates it. It's like, yeah, you yeah. can do it. And here's how one day at a time, one day at a time. That is the key right there. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of my favorite episodes. What's coming up that you're excited about? Um, well, as we mentioned, I am working on a couple of books that will be coming out next year, which is very exciting. Um, those are, I guess the main two things. Um, I'm also working on a line of cards. Very exciting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A cool company. Yes. Um, what else am I working on? Like I have a couple of things in the works that I don't, that I can't really mention because they're not like, I always feel like surprises are good. Yeah. Um, like I just don't really know kind of where they're going to land yet. Um, but all this stuff is like happening for next year. So I feel like I'm, I'm like, this is kind of my year of planting a lot of new seeds. Cause you know, everything got kind of quiet for me for a few years, like, Mm -hmm. which, you know, given the circumstances I've been in makes a lot of sense, but it hasn't really felt great. Just watching my business kind of like slowly (laughs) decline (laughs) while I'm like taking care of babies and grief and, you know, all the things. So yeah, this year has been um, just a lot of like learning to, I don't know, trust myself again. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I can do this. I've done it before. Yeah. Like I can build this back up and make new things happen for myself. So I'm, yeah, planting a lot of seeds, working on some new projects, new licenses and things um, for, awesome. for next year. I do think too, 
that a lot of the things you did for yourself, and I, I know I've said this already, but it has fertilized that soil for those seeds for sure. Yeah. Which is great. And it's not like you're like, I'm going to paint rainbows because in a couple of years, I want to have a book. And then no, yeah, it's no, just it's like, just how like, do I get through today? Is happening. Yeah. The things that are, it's just following the, following yeah. the breadcrumbs. I don't, I yeah, it. just doing the next right thing and leads somewhere. Tell Always us about the, the way we can find you or your classes as well. Uh, yeah, they're my, I have two um, pattern camp classes on Skillshare, level one and level two. They're so, so good. It's, it's basically, yeah, the same um, class that I was teaching over a weekend, but you can take it whenever you want and you don't have to do it in two days. Highly recommend. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's very fun. Making patterns is super fun. Um, and then I also have like an intuitive art making class on Skillshare, um, making your own messages for your own self, not 100 mm. days, 14 days, That's more so manageable. <laughs> you know what? That would be such a great, if, if people are inspired by this and thinking like, gosh, how do I even get myself out of my own rut? That's a great place to start. Yes. Yeah. Cause I make it really like easy, mm-hmm. not easy, but just like, um, and fun. Yeah. Easy and fun. Um, yeah. So you can, yeah. Find me on Skillshare. I think if you just type my name in the search bar, those classes will probably come up and I'll put a link um, to them can, in the show can, notes. Yeah. People can go to my website, jessicaswift.com. Um, I have links to everything there. Um, Instagram is my main social media. So at Jessica Perfect. Swift. Perfect. Yeah. That's it. So I do have to ask who's inspiring you these days before we wrap who is inspiring me these days? Um, I've and I can tell you of, who told me who you who you said if you want. <laughs> I do, yeah. Who did I say? But, you the first one you said, which I love because I met you both at the same time as Sarah Watts. Oh, my dear friend Sarah. Yes, I love her. She, so inspiring. Yeah, she and I share a lot of the same kind of like tenacious yes traits. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I adore her and I love everything that she makes. She's like one of the most talented people that I think I have ever met. Yeah. I love her. That meeting the two of you in the same, well, one aisle apart was, yeah. wow. You two such creative, tenacious, I'm doing it my way. And yeah. And, and, and for somebody like me, who's that's exactly what I'm looking for. And there's often so much sameness and it was like, ah, oh, who are these people? there is often so much sameness I feel like that's another piece of advice just to circle back to what we were talking about earlier is like don't try to be like everybody else please don't please don't try to be like everybody else yeah that's where your story comes in and that's why there's room for you because there won't be room for you if you're doing what everyone else (sighs) is doing oh the way you said that is so good Ah, there won't be room for you if you're trying to do what everybody else is doing. Do it your way. I mean, you could do Do it, but do it your way. Yeah. Golden. Yeah. Andy Andy, Andy J Pizza. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just love the way he talks about stuff on his podcast. He just. And there's so many episodes to listen to. And sometimes I'll just, it's like, I'm just going to you know, do my scroll thing and see where I land and just like, Oh, that was three years ago. I'm going to listen yeah. to that. And it's always good relevant. information. Yeah. It's always good. Very good. He's another one that's just makes a difference. He makes such a difference in, in just being himself. I love that. Yeah. 
Agreed. The last one you sent me was Dinara. Oh man. Yeah. She was another one who I didn't know who she was until I saw her at Surtex. Dinara, um, how do you say her last name? Mer- Mertilopova, I, uh, I think. Yeah. I'll um, have it in the show notes. And her, yeah, her like business name is Mir Dinara. Yeah. And she does like the folky Russian. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh my God. It's so gorgeous. Every time I see her work, it just, I can't look at it too often because it makes me feel kind of envious. <laughs> um, like, Man, she's good. Um, <laughs> We're, it's just so great to be inspired by uh, people who are doing, you know, working towards the same goals. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, I stand um, by those three. <laughs> those are good three. Yeah. Man, what a great way to spend some time. Thank you so much, my dear. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you. I hope that people can get something out of whatever I said. I think (laughs) whatever we said said a lot of good things. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And we will look forward to the books and the cards and the decks that you have that are available right now. We can get your animal decks on your website. On my website. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you again. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.